Spinnerbait, the podcast where we hate Spinnerbait, but we would love if you said, don't go. That's all you got to do. You just got to say, don't go, and we'll stay. Oh. <laughs> we're coming in hot with 1989, the thoughts and feelings. Yes, we're a week late. We know everyone else has already discussed this, but we can't help it that one of us went down with the Rona. So hi, everyone. It's Bethany. I'm here with Michael Ann, who is thankfully recovering from the Rona just in time for us to party it up this weekend at Y'all Fest. It's Chaos yes. Thursday. 1989 Taylor's version has come out. Michael Ann, how are you feeling? I am feeling good. I got my vault tracks that I've just been listening to on repeat for like the past week. They're amazing. So good. I can't get enough. I'm going to say something potentially controversial, but these are the best vault tracks, I think, I think so that too. have come out, right? For sure. Yes. Like, are we are we all yes. in agreement on that? Not, And this is no shade yes. to any vault tracks that have come no prior. Shade. No shade. But, the, like, every single one of these vault tracks is absolutely fire. And I was like, a new 1989 wouldn't yeah. let me down. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely think all of these vault tracks are the best. These are the best vault yes. tracks we've gotten so far. 100%. I have, like, I have so many, so many thoughts and feelings about these vault tracks. About this just overall greatness of an album being given to us here in our Lord's Year 2023. <laughs> yes. I feel like Speak Now was, like, barely got a moment. Yeah. Like, it was announced and then it came out and then that was it. I know. We really didn't have a lot of time. I hope we let 1989 breathe for a minute before uh, inevitably, of course, we all know reputation's got to be the next one. Um, mm-hmm. Give us a minute to breathe on this. I do feel like Speak Now kind of got short short shaft a little bit because of that. You're correct. Because it was like, yay, we're all purple. We're all feeling Speak Now. We're all going back to our use. Good, good times. And then it like came out and like literally – like before it even came out she'd already like announced 1989 i was like oh poor speak now it didn't like get its moment to shine and i think you need to like let him breathe for a minute especially considering like 1989 is truly just such a pivotal album like considering that that was her first like Mm -hmm. all pop album like what a big moment that was for her you know grammy of the like record of the year album of the year like the awards it won it was big it's the reason why to this day we are still getting so much like throwback 80 synth in our pop music like you can thank this album for reintroducing that into into the pop lexicon which i approve of because i love me some 80s vibes in music yeah um Yes. I'm sure we have all seen that Miranda Priestley meme going around where it's like the two 1989s and she's like, oh, you think this has nothing to do with you? And like breaks down like it's like the scene from Devil Wears Prada. If you haven't seen this meme, I don't know, Google it, find it. It's amazing. I haven't seen this meme. Oh my God. It is so good. I was like explaining it to my husband and mind you, my husband isn't even a Swifty. He just knows everything about her because I talk about her all the time. And my husband actually does really love the movie Devil Wears Prada because who wouldn't? It's an iconic film. Who wouldn't? It's classic. It's absolutely classic film. And so I saw it floating around on Facebook. Sue me. I'm old. And a few people had posted it on there. <laughs> Again, I'm like, I occasionally check the Facebook. Okay, people. And, um, and it was really good because it was about like, if you're not familiar with the movie Devil Wears Prada, 
it's the scene where she's holding up what is essentially two looking like blue belts and this is when Anne Hathaway like before she understands fashion is all like above it and thinks that she's too good for this and she's like they look the same and so then Miranda Priestly like puts her in her place and she's like oh you think this isn't about you and like explains to her like the fashion industry and why it's about her and like the decision that is being made is like going to trickle down whatever so and this is the lady standing there holding up like 1989 and 1989 Taylor's version and it's like oh you think this isn't about you as you listen to your little like indie mix that has had 20 other listens on spotify like this is why like this album and what it did and like what taylor has done for music like the reason that the artists on your little spotify list are making any money is because of her because she like took her music off of spotify and took her music off of apple and whatever um and it's just phenomenal so it was great it's like oh you think these are the same oh you think this isn't about you let me tell you why it is <laughs> i was like yes go off i love that it's very, it's I very love iconic. That. Very iconic. Um, where do we want to start first? We have – should we – we kind of brought up the vault tracks. So do we want to kind of discuss the vault tracks? Because I have – I have a thing to bring up to Miss Swift. Not to ever tell her that she's wrong, but I think she may have gotten something wrong on this album, on its original release. Okay. First hmm. and foremost. Yes, hit me. I need to address the Gaylor of it all. Okay, I was going to say, did you want to start with the prologue? Because I didn't know if we wanted to build to the prologue discussion or if you wanted to get, get out that of out of the way. Okay, we're tearing the Band-Aid off. Go ahead. Take it away. Okay. As our resident Gaylor expert, please weigh Thank in you. on this discourse. Thank you. <laughs> I have a couple thoughts and feelings. So first of all, you know, she wrote this whole prologue about how this was a time when she was like majorly in the media, a bunch of rumors were starting about her, blah, blah, blah. And she does mention um, that she started hanging out with only her girlfriend so that nobody would sensationalize and sexualize it. Right, right. But they still did. I have a couple of things to say. First and foremost, she's not talking about her fans who think that she's queer. right. Okay, to be, she's talking about the media. To be clear, yeah. Um, second of all, saying Taylor Swift is queer is not the same as sensationalizing and sexualizing her. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you think uh, Gaylers are sexualizing her, then you are also sexualizing her by speculating that these songs are about Harry Styles. Right, right. So, um, <clears throat> also, I don't care what straight people think because <laughs> they're not queer so they have no idea what being a queer person is and like the signs and flags that we're picking up from her you don't know what those are right you don't get it so you know maybe just sit this one out yeah maybe this conversation doesn't include you and that's fine and by you i mean and that's fine. me the resident cis straight woman of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> hi guys hi i'm i'm a white cisgendered straight girl i probably should not be involved in these conversations just kidding but like not kidding <laughs> uh, but yeah those are my thoughts and feelings i saw a lot of 
I got a lot. There was a lot yeah. of like internet hate yes. like, about to directly towards the Gaylers, and it yes. was very aggressive and hypocritical. Yeah, so, I that is that. I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, just to be clear, the second it hit, everyone was like, "See, she does hate the Gaylers," and it's like, no, that's not what was said. And and B, yeah, like. She's talking about the fact that, yeah, like, the media would not get off her ass about anything. And she's talking about the people that were like, hey, when she hangs out with Carly Claus and Selena Gomez, do you think they, like, make out and, like, have threesome? Like, that's what she's talking about. Not, like, like that is sexualizing people and making it whatever. Not being like, hey, I, like, read some queer undertones in this song or... I like think that maybe yeah again like if you're allowed to hypothesize that you know blue dress on a boat is about Harry Styles then we can you know hypothesize what other lyrics could mean and again it's all fun and games and again to preface this because like this yeah. came up in the our discourse once which you know again call us on our bullshit when we deserve to be called on our bullshit we are not perfect people but um you know they're saying like certain people were aggressive not so much a taylor swift i've never seen this at a taylor swift show where she's never addressed this before that like people are hounding her about it but i know in other fandoms and k-pop fandoms and the one direction fandom some people like went a little hard at people because they thought that certain people in bands or whatever were queer and they were just like counting whatever again if i ever meet taylor swift first of all i think it's cute that you think i could get a word out like i would just faint immediately and, <laughs> right. and die i die a happy death but die um, yeah. But second of all, I certainly would be like, Taylor, were you dating Carly Clausen? Like, that would not even cross my mind. I would just be like, I love you and you're everything to me. Like, I please, yeah. first of all, I would never bring this up to her directly, nor would I ever hound, you know, bring a sign to a concert or yada, yada, yada. Like, that's not whatever. Again, like we were saying, like, people in public figures do not owe us their their personal lives, their identities, yeah. their whatever. And like awesome blossom. Like these are just people theorizing about things the same as people theorizing about what her and hypothetical baby will look like with Travis Kelsey. Like that's cool. If that's what brings right. you joy in life, by all means do it. But like don't bring that to her, you know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep the that default, in your own time. <laughs> the default isn't straight in the like perversion isn't queer right and, like when you frame it like that that's what it sounds like yeah like especially if you are out there as you said theorizing what their fucking baby will look right. like you know they've been dating for like a month yeah it's like calm down people <laughs> calm right. down like let's relax but yes those but are yeah so those that's are much. those are good thoughts but yeah to, to answer any thoughts anyone may have had about the prologue if anyone saw the prologue but yeah it was like a nasty it was getting like very um as someone who's a millennial and it was definitely a massive tumblr girly um i mean i'm still on tumblr to be honest i'm acting like i'm not on it anymore i still love tumblr but some of the discourse that used to end like people would just be so mean to people back in like circa 2012 to 2014 and the second that prologue came out like that was the vibes i was getting like everyone was like see i'm right you're wrong and it's like slow your roll my dudes like nothing of that nature was said and also like again this is all fun this is all people talking amongst their friends theorizing about right. what songs are about like it's fine it's this is it's not serious we again unless she ever 100 comes out and confirms her sexuality we will never know and nor is that any of our business like you keep doing you taylor right now you seem to be happy with travis if he's treating you right girl respect if not, I'm sure yeah. it'll make a great album one day. And I look forward to listening to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your bag. Yeah. Yeah. 
Taylor Swift just a just a regular gal out mm-hmm. there, beat bopping around, living her life in the world, and we love that thing. for her, and we love that. We just want everyone to be yes. happy. <laughs> so that is. That is our. That is that. What is the? Because we like to once we get news Taylor Swift songs, so I always like to ask, what is the gayest on the album? What do you think of the Vault tracks is the gayest, in your humble opinion, in your humble oh. gayler opinion? I don't think any of them are gay. You're not getting not any. It's too much about Harry Styles. You think? <laughs> I think it's too blaringly about Harry Styles that it's mm-hmm. like that you could read any good. Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like they got into that snowmobile accident. They were in the hospital yes. with twenty stitches. Which can I also something. just say <laughs> again? I don't. And like maybe this wasn't real. I never for a second believed that that was a real romance. <laughs> and so it is very strange to me that so much of this right. is about him. Because I'm like, I don't really think it was that. See, even if it was, okay, let's say they actually were right. dating. I don't think that like, because I always was like, this is very PR-y to me, because like he was like mm-hmm. One Direction was in it big, and like they were very like showy when they were dating. They very much wanted to be seen. We've discussed this all before, but anyways, um, I never believed that was much of a relationship. And if it was, I never thought it was that serious, because neither of them were that old. Not yeah. to say like when you're young and in love, it doesn't feel serious, because it does. But neither of them were that old. They didn't spend that much time together because they were both busy pop stars. And it just seemed more of like, oh, yeah, like if they really even were dating and it wasn't just a PR thing, that it was like brief. Like it was a very brief romance. And then you listen to 1989 and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like why is so much of this about I know. I know. I didn't think it was that serious. I felt the same way. I wasn't around in the 1989 era. Mm. I was having my own um, issues Mm. so i was not i wasn't there for any of this lore but i do you know remember seeing them together and then even looking back now like if you look up their press releases and stuff from back then it doesn't seem serious and they were together for like three months yeah like it really was it it was not like i want to go jump off of tall things just to see if you would come to me and it's like girl that's serious stuff like i don't you know like i don't like it's it's great songs. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, yeah. I didn't think it was like that serious of a relationship. Like if she would have ran a song like that after she broke up with like Joe Allen, who she had been dating for like years. And you're like, oh, okay, I, I get it. Like, Who knew yeah. the stuff with Harry was supposedly that? I still, I don't know. Like, do you think again, like, and I'm not doubting this. Like she very much does pull from her own life. That is what she's done from the very get go and still continues to do to this day. But as she kind of did on, on folklore and evermore, she stepped out a little bit from it being like first person. She started writing from other people's perspectives. Do you think she just like took certain things from this relationship and was like, but I'm going to dramatize, which I think is what everyone does when they're telling a story. Right? Like, I don't know. So I was like, you were together for like two months, people. <laughs> I think a couple things could be true. Yeah. The first thing I think could be true is when you're 22 and you're in love with like one of the hottest guys in America, in America, he's not even American. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like in in the pop culture, your feelings are probably going to feel really big and really overpowering and possibly, especially because they're both artists. Yeah. Imagine like the romance they spew to each other. Oh yeah. So that could be one thing or alternatively 
I actually did see. So another problem with me not being in the 1989 era at all is I don't know any of the Gaylor Gaylor hmm. lore from then. But apparently that was the D- Diana Agron. Mm, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, era. Mm-hmm. So people are like pointing out some like uh, parallels to that. But yeah. I don't know enough to speak on. The Carly Kloss thing, I could write a fucking dissertation. <laughs> but That she knows. That she has down. Okay, yes. people? She's yes. seen the PowerPoints. She knows. But yeah, I yes. don't. It's very, it is very interesting to say the least but i actually i will say one of the songs if i had to choose the gayest song Mm -hmm. it is now that we don't talk now that we don't talk you know what yeah i could see that actually i could see that being the gayest yeah yeah that's fair that is fair but it's it's gay light gay light so that's that's a light gayler song (laughs) it's not it's no you know like i know places or anything it's no right oh yeah that's oh, true. I know places. What a great song. 10 out of 10. A very overlooked nice. song, I think, on 1989. Always been one of my faves from that album. Yes. And I wish we would get a little bit more love. But yeah, this is where I, uh, veering slightly off of Gaylor, I guess, but just in, in talks of the album, as we said, big fans of the vault tracks. My one issue, and I think that 1989 is a pretty perfect album. Like, I stand 1989 so hard and i stand 1989 taylor's version even harder believe you me but um my one issue with 1989 always since it has come out as you all know i am a certified track five girly this is by far the worst track five on any taylor swift album take that all the way to the bank it is the i'm sorry but it is the worst all you had to do is stay is not a great song it is not track five vibes it's whatever and then to come find out that say don't go which i think probably didn't make the cut because they were too similar in vibes of a song and i was like eh don't just pick one for the album you know whatever now obviously we're getting saved later day to find out that say don't go is on the cutting room floor and i could have had that as track five and instead i got all you had to do was stay like mistake big mistake quote pretty woman big mistake like what what say don't go is way more track five vibe than all you had to do was stay i had to do like it's fine. It's a fine song. But when you get to the titular track five moment and you're ready to be in your feelings, okay, and that's what comes on, you're like, huh, hmm, okay, yeah, strange. And now I know I could have had better. Yeah. So I'm glad that I finally do have Say Don't Go, which I think is much more appropriate for a track five song. But, yeah, that's the little little bit of umbrage I had to bring up in this Swift there. Um, but all these songs are great. Slut is such a good precursor to – I. Uh, this is not my idea. Like, everyone has said it online. It's very similar to Lavender Haze. But it is so interesting to see. Like, as someone who writes creatively, I don't write poetry. I don't write lyrics and stuff. But it is funny. Like, mm-hmm. if I go back and read some of the stuff that I write, I steal from my own writing all the time. Like, all the time. Especially yeah. because I'm not – like, no one knows what my writing is. I'm not published or anything. Um. So if I had something I liked, I'm like, that worked really well. But I – now that I'm a few years older and a few years wiser and I want to work with it again, like I'll steal something from myself and make it better. And it's just like yeah. funny to see that like clearly like there are certain themes and things she likes to work with or ideas she's had. Um, and it didn't make the cut originally. And then later on she made Lavender Haze and now we know Slut. So I just think that that's interesting. I was like, I love that. Like that's so yeah, is what a writer would do. Like you kind of like were yeah. working within, you know, similar things over and over again. But we love yes. that. So that's a great song. 
while you were gone, I had time to mull over some thoughts. And I thought, I mean, I'm going to stick by it because I okay. wholeheartedly agree that I think all you had to do is stay is the worst track five song on uh, any Taylor Swift album. But I was like, you know, that's something that I think is not controversial. And yet I also thought that saying Thanksgiving food and not liking Thanksgiving wasn't controversial. And it was. So now I'm certain I'm going to get barraged from that's just being like, all you had to do was say is actually my favorite track five song and you're wrong. And that's a great song and you're wrong. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> hey, everyone, different, different strokes for different folks. If you love that song, good yeah. on you. But you're wrong. It is definitely not the best track five song. <laughs> But you're just you're wrong. Just wrong. So, I'm so sorry to tell you. Yeah. You know, you're not going to please everybody. No. It's just no, what. Everyone's, everyone's got their own cup of tea. I love knowing what like everyone's favorite song from each yes. album is because it's so interesting to me to be like, oh, that's the one you gravitated toward. That's so interesting. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone would say Cowboy Like Me from Evermore. But again, I could be wrong. <laughs> that could be. That could be somebody's saying. <laughs> it very well wow. could be. Throwing hella shade at Cowboy Like Me. Cowboy Like Me has a special place in my heart, but also is not my favorite. I'm, and I'm sorry, but Me is the worst song on Lover. I said what I said. <laughs> oh, well, obviously. Also, uh, Snow on the Beach is the worst song on Midnight. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and you should say it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I just can't with the, like, Covered up with some tent-like thing. Like you're telling me tent-like thing is what you came up with? For the word like tarp? What you're looking for is tarp. Right. Can you come up? Can you just say tent? Also. Can you just say tent-like thing? This is going to sound so mean because I am a dyed-in-the-wool Swifty, y'all. Like I love Taylor Swift a lot and I love the Easter eggs and everyone looking into things. And like I said earlier, like, hey, if you want to theorize what her and hypothetical Travis Kelsey's baby would look like, again, don't bring that to her. But like, if you want to do that, knock yourselves out. Like, it's your life if it sparks joy. But because I am a Swifty, obviously I get a bunch of different targeted ads and targeted groups on social media. And sometimes I'm like, y'all, y'all, like, you're taking it too far you're taking it too far like she wore this outfit the other day and people were like this looked like an outfit that rachel green wore in episode 414 of friends do you think she wore this because matthew perry just died and this is to honor him and i'm like or it's an outfit (laughs) or it's fashion and she just liked this outfit and wore and i was like i i can't like where where did you even find this picture like how did you know what episode of friends that was like the amount but again, like that made that person happy. And so I feel so yeah. bad making fun of that. <laughs> like, and I'm so happy that they found joy yes. in that. But I'm just like, sometimes I really wonder about people. I get sucked in too, though. Like I got fully sucked in. I fully believed we were getting a double 1989. I was like, yeah. we're getting a double 1989. There's yeah. just no other explanation. That's got And be. we absolutely <laughs> we did, did not. Get a we did not. Nope. And we only got like usually, you know, she like waits 24 hours and then releases the deluxe. And the deluxe was only the Kendrick Lamar, like bad yeah. blood. And I was like, oh, one bonus song. Like, honestly, not that. Okay. Here we all were theorizing about right. a double album and we got one bonus track. One song on the deluxe. Yeah. Love that for yeah. us. Love that for us little tin hatters <laughs> over here. Yeah. 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 We got duped on that one, guys. But, you know, it happens. Now I'm just telling myself that 
Taylor Swift is actually coming out next, not Reputation, because everybody thinks it's Reputation. So. Yeah, that's true. And then we're all going to be wrong. <laughs> it'll be the, it'll be debut, and we're like, oh, okay, that's. Mm-hmm. She's like, actually, the last thing I want to claim is my reputation. Because we're all like, oh, she's going to claim her reputation, and then her name, like, da da da. And it was the the first one. It's going to be the last one she records. Blah blah blah. And then no, <laughs> like, won't be that, and we'll be like, oh, we're all wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you're also could like, be. I don't think that there's as much hype for debut as there is for reputation. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like people are frothing at the mouth for reputation, yes. myself so included. So might as well, like, save that for last. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's but I true. think her just, like, regaining her first album is, like, so huge and monumental, like, regardless yeah. of if anybody – I mean, I know every single little, word to every single song. She was a little baby when she made she it. And like, like, that's crazy to yeah. think that she'll get to, like, re-record it at this age and it'll be hers and and that's yeah. – yeah. Did you see, apparently, that – it's a thing now because Taylor Swift has made this such a big thing. Again, how she's constantly changing the music industry, the Hollywood industry now because of what she did, the deal she struck with AMC. Um, but our girl just always out there breaking barriers. Um, but some music contracts now are like writing a clause that you can't re-record your music because basically because of this, because of Taylor's versions of things. Um and that's absolute bullshit, and that sucks. And I really hope that poor little struggling artists that want to make it big don't have to sign contracts because everyone basically is, like, advising, like, all, like, anyone who is a, has a legal brain and knows anything about this. Uh, Brianna out there, our resident lawyer, Faith Spinnerbait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can co-sign this. You're, you know things about – you know things more about um, law than I do. But the people that I've seen, the, th- the posts I've seen about it on the interwebs, or like, yeah, don't sign that. Like, if that if that is in a clause or your contract, yeah. like, please do not sign that. Um, release that independently if you have to. Uh, but that's the thing. Unfortunately, like, if you are a small artist, like, you can't. Like, you don't have the money to release independently. It's not going to go anywhere. At least you have to rely on these stupid, you right. know, big record labels. And as any pop artist can tell you, they screw you over time and time again. I mean, we've heard this story a million times. But... Alas, hopefully one day it'll get better for them. But I was like, wow, that's BS that that's something that's like literally being written into contracts now. So, yeah. I, the like amount of like greed is just like the level of greed in this country for everything. Literally, mm-hmm. like, I, me and Andrew share a switch. Mm hmm. We each have our own account on the Switch. If he downloads a game under his user, I cannot Not play it. Play it I on have yours. To also, yeah. buy the game. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, are you kidding me? Like, not every game is like that. But we we just got Mario Wonder, and I noticed I couldn't make myself a you like. There wasn't even an option to have two save files under his name. Oh. Like, it was his. Yeah. And so he ended up calling Nintendo today to be like, is this really happening? And they figured it out. But like, what? He had to call Nintendo for that? Like, it's. He had to ring up Mr. Nintendo himself. Yes. 
seriously <laughs> but no that is it's ridiculous the the like you can't share accounts and whatever is so bad but like it's ridiculous that in like even a video game you're like i bought this game i we bought this gaming system to play this game on like you've gotten enough money out of us yeah mike and i because we are not like we're old school like we need that owning our the switch we just got is like the newest gaming system we've owned and like probably i don't know forever and Mike was saying that he's like he's like not to be that person who's like back in my day he's like, but back in my day like you unlocked things because you beat certain levels and now you unlock things because you pay them money they're like oh you want this upgrade you want this yeah. you want whatever like you have to pay us and like it's kind of yeah. ridiculous like it's ridiculous yeah. like his parents have YouTube TV and they gave that you can have up to a certain amount of accounts but youtube tv it knows like where the home account is and so like obviously his parents are the home account we live in a completely different state so when we go on it's like do you live here or are you just visiting and you can visit somewhere for 90 days so we keep saying i'm just visiting and then once we get close to 90 days we have to sign in in like orlando and then we can visit again <laughs> And that's terrible that these oh are the loopholes you have to worry about when you are paying money for an account, but you're just trying to share it between two different households. Like, screw you, capitalism. Yeah. Who knew that the Taylor Swift episode would turn into <laughs> on why capitalism sucks? Have you watched any of The Golden Bachelor? No. You just, did you just ruin my life? I'm so... Me I did. There empty promises. I have been... So busy. Wow. So this is the story of my life lately. And like football season is almost over and I can regain my time to watch trashy TV and trashy movies. Because like y'all, it's about to be Hallmark Christmas movie season. It is Hallmark Christmas movie season. And you know I'm about to get all up in that. But I am so busy like all of the time. Like um, I am busy and I'm away. And so when I'm home, I like don't want to – like I feel bad because I was just away. And so then I'm like I don't want to like leave my husband to go like watch the trashy reality TV show that I'm behind on. Um, and so I like hang out with him, which is nice. Obviously, I would like to be clear. I do like hang out with my husband. Um, but the other day I actually said that to him and I was like, I'm so behind on like all these dumb TV shows that you don't watch because I just don't have time to watch them because I'm either hanging out with you or I'm like out of town. So I'm going to watch some stuff soon. <laughs> I'm not going to promise an exact date because I don't want to make any more empty promises. <laughs> Well, let me just say that it's delightful. Yes, it looks delightful. It's from I delightful. started to watch. It. I saw a preview for it the other day because I was watching Monday Night Football, which is on like ABC, ESPN. So they were obviously Synergy. They were advertising for their own stuff, um, and I am behind on it. But I was like, oh, look at that! It's it looks so sweet. It's precious. And I need we to just get did caught up last week. Oh, man. Oh, my God. They're on hometowns. It's, like, almost over. God. I, almost over. When is the finale? Can I try to catch up so we can discuss the finale? Yes, definitely. So this week is going to be the Women Tell All, which is, like, oh, where the women classic. tell all. Yeah. And then they're going to do fantasy suites. And then they're taking a week off 
and then it's the finale. So the finale is like four weeks. Yeah, I can definitely catch up in four weeks so we can like get on the discussion and we'll be live for the finale discussion. Y'all, you heard it here first. Keep me to my word, everyone. (laughs) Bombard on the Discord, on Instagram comments. Be like, Bethany, have you been catching up on Golden Bachelor? Um, Because I clearly need to be reminded as I get easily distracted in life. But yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be away this weekend for a little bit um, at Y'all Fest. Obviously, we've mentioned it a few times. And the next weekend is an away game. So I'm just like chilling at home. That's Golden Bachelor catch up time. Then I have one more home game at the end of November, like right after Thanksgiving, which I do have some time for Thanksgiving. That's some Golden Bachelor catch up time. And then I am like pretty much home the entire month of December. So have so much so much time to catch up on these things well i mean obviously i'll have to catch up by december because it's like ending them but you know what i mean um one other taylor swift conversation that i teased like two dozen tuesdays ago because we were going to be discussing 1989 last week but as we've stated that did not come to fruition so we wanted to have the the quality content discussions with you all today i think i have frozen again nope Michael Lynch just moving very minimally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about auditioning for Wednesday Adams? Because like that was like literally I was like, oh, I'm for sure frozen because Michael Ann hasn't moved in a minute. And she's like staring off and you like had it. And then I saw a slow blink. And that's how I knew. <laughs> that's how I knew that I'm not frozen. Michael Ann is just really good at holding still apparently. And not blinking. That was seriously like Tim Burton, if you're looking for another Wednesday, um, I've got the girl for you. But here's the other yeah. quick Taylor Swift thing that I wanted to discuss. And I know, I know we're all tired of hearing me discuss Taylor Swift in relation to football. But I finally, like, I had this thought. I had this epiphany. Taylor Swift song. Um, very sad Taylor Swift song. Anyways, that's epiphany. Very sad. As to what I think is like riling guys up so much about all of this. I mean, we all know what's bothering them about this, but why like they're just being so vocal about it, I guess. So, you know, like in life, we've discussed this about how like women are trained, like our whole life since we were born has been like, we are trained to empathize with male stories and male figures and whatever. And like men just fucking can't, they lose their goddamn minds every time because they didn't have to write and read right (laughs) they didn't have to read all of these books and and literally their entire education system that are all about effing men except for like the two bones you're thrown which is why to kill a mockingbird was always one of my favorite books i had to read in school maybe because it was finally about someone like me but anyways um some men just freak out when it's not about them right because like they're so used to being catered to and so in sports yeah if you watch men's sports, like, yes, they'll show. Like, if you watch a Lakers game, they're going to show, you know, the celebrities that are on the sidelines. Anytime I've ever watched an Eagles game, as we discussed, freaking Bradley Cooper's there and I got to see his mug and whatever. But it's like a brief little like, oh, hey, here's this guy, you know, whatever. And they're like, I like that guy. I'm a guy. I can relate to that guy. But this also harkens back to our conversation we had about, you know, um, transgender people and um, trans people in uh, sports and how like no one gave a shit about women's sports until all of a sudden it was like, but trans people might be in them. And then suddenly we all acted like we cared about women's athletics. This is how I know that yeah. none of you give a shit about women's athletics, all of those people. Because as someone who has yeah. been born and raised watching them, 
I am so accustomed to watching a sporting event and it not being about the athletes. Like if you have ever watched a women's college world series, do you want to know what they do for the final? They bring on a man, a pitcher who pitched in the MLB. He has never once played softball. The rest of it has been called by women who have actually played softball, who understand the sport and are talking about the athletes on the field. And then suddenly you get into the last couple of games and they bring on a man and they just fawn over him the entire time. And they talk about the MLB. What does the MLB have to do with what we're watching right now? Absolutely nothing. But it happens all the time. If you watch the Women's World Cup, which again, let's reiterate, the women are better than the men. You can't effing get away from comparisons to men. You cannot get away from it. They are talking about the men and men's soccer and yada, yada, yada the entire time. Like, this has been my entire life watching women's athletics as we are going up into the stands to show guys that are there. We are talking about men, 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 men. Men are calling the games of which they, like, Literally, I was watching a volleyball game the other day with my parents, and two male sportscasters are calling it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, did they play women's college volleyball? No. Like, what is their authority on calling this game? Like, not to say that you can't be the opposite sex, and because I think more women broadcasters should be in football. But anyways, but like, exactly. Like, in women's athletics, it is not weird to have a man call the game. And it's not weird for a man to take up the entire thing that you're trying to watch. But this is the first time, like Taylor Swift is the first time that men have ever had to deal with it. And they're like, wah, 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 wah. I can't handle it yeah. that we are making this about not me for a minute. And and the boys, the boys on the field. And it's like, welcome to my life watching women's athletics. Like this is what always happens. Welcome to my fucking life. Literally. So, yeah. Just so you guys know out there, you big crybabies. This is literally what always happens to women's and women athletes so i'm sorry that your big big bad football players have to deal with this for once <laughs> they're fine right. though i think just so we're all clear anyways yeah. that's it's those are my thoughts on that matter <coughs> it's crazy mm-hmm. it is crazy speaking of dax shepherd oh yes couple things couple follow-ups from that um, Jonathan Van Ness has gone on to talk a little bit about his ex- their experience on Armchair Expert or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> and they said that they wanted to listen to it before it came out. They wanted to, like, have approval on it, which is, I feel like, normal. Like, we even sent ours to Sarah Dessen. Yeah. Like, you, if you want to listen to it. Um, and... I feel like Michael just broke everyone. (laughs) Just broke it. What was I talking about? Um, they wanted to have approval. Oh, oh. this is COVID brain. Everyone didn't get it. So he just like, like Dax Shepard just like released that episode. Didn't talk to Jonathan Van Ness, and it was like. Like, yeah. nothing good happened afterwards. He didn't, like, apologize. It's just, like... Shitty. It's shitty. It is shitty. I can't believe my brain just shut off like that. <laughs> it was so... Oh, this okay. is an audio format, so, like, you all couldn't see that. But let me tell you, watching it happen... Chef's kiss. I was like, I think she just broke. I think she just literally... <laughs> There's a lot going on, guys. But we it's... we are thriving. Clearly, we are thriving. We Aww. are. 
Okay, I'm gonna <clears throat> speaking of shitty reality TV. Mm, hit me with it. I just started watching Netflix's Perfect Match. Mm. I don't know if I'm familiar. And with I know when one. it came out, a lot of people were talking about it, saying it was crazy. But I just never watched it, and now I'm finally watching it. And oh my god, it is crazy! It's like <laughs> the most unhinged reality show I've seen in a while, and I'm eating it up. I'm eating it up. It's so good. Ten out of ten. Ten Absolutely. out of ten. Nailed it. Oh, I respect that. I respect that. That is fantastic. I uh, I don't know if I'm familiar with that one, and I'm usually pretty familiar with Netflix trashy reality TV, but I'm gonna have to get on that. But first, I have to finish The Golden Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> or get caught up on The Golden. Yes. That is my homework assignment. I have friendship bracelets to make, and I can make friendship bracelets while watching The Golden Bachelor. Sorted. Have you made any friendship bracelets? That is for me to know and you to find out. Well, no. And here's why. <laughs> um, by the time, wait, no, by the time this episode airs, yes. When you all are listening to this, yes. Um, because all the friendship bracelet making stuff I had was at my mom's house. Like my I always say my mom's house. Like my parents live together, y'all. They're still happily married. Anyways. Um, but because I was making up my mom, that's why I thought of that. But anyways, for my parents' house. And so when I went home this weekend, I was gonna try to make some this weekend. And asked my mom, you know, like, hey, can I bring this with me? Because I need to work on them. And um, and then I didn't because <laughs> it was my niece's birthday. And, like, we, it was just a crazy time. Things were happening. And I did not do that. Um, but what did happen was is I needed to buy some of my own supplies anyways because I have another friendship bracelet uh, project that I'm going to be working on shortly. And I was like, you know what? I've got this for y'all fest. I have – ones I need to make for another thing so I really should just like have more supplies like I'm gonna need to buy more anyways because we kind of you know used a lot that we had at my parents house anywho so I went ahead and bought some um but I I just got here today so <laughs> so I have not I just cracked it open haven't haven't made any yet though but it's happening I got today and tomorrow and Friday and then it's game time, baby. And then we're there. Then we're there. Then I'm passing them out. <clears throat> and it's I did. Great. I did tease some our t-shirts yeah. that we're wearing to Y'all Fest. They're so cute. Um, they are so cute. We're obsessed. I can't wait obsessed. till you see the whole thing. Um, yes. Y'all, just wait till you see the back. Yeah. It's legendary. Um. I showed it to Sarah Dessen. She loves it. So, her girl yeah. Sarah, she would. So, there we go. She has great taste. <laughs> um, but I've already been getting messages. Where can I buy these? You can't. I. It's going to take a lot more research for us to get merchandise out again. Yes, because we are not rich. We yeah, don't make any money from this podcast. <laughs> so. Sadly, so. Um, if you all y'all could help though, you could help by spreading the word and getting us more mm-hmm. listeners. So Dr. Pepper will sponsor us. Um, but yes, we inevitably, hopefully, this shirt because we are obsessed with it. Hopefully, we'll be able to put it on sale. But it's gonna take a minute. So yeah. <laughs> yes, I want to make sure our next merch drop is a little bit more organized and yes. 
It takes research. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. I'm winging it, people. I just one day said, I want to make a podcast. And Bethany said, okay, I'm in. And yeah. here we are. Here we are. We're not professionals. Mm-mm. Not remotely. But we want to be. So, so if true. you could tell your friends. Tell your friends. Give us ratings. Please. Thank you. As Kristen Wig once so eloquently put it, on the classic of our time, Bridesmaids. Help me, I'm poor. (laughs) (laughs) What an iconic movie. Iconic, truly iconic. Oh, one more thing before we wrap up. Speaking of iconic filmography, um, obviously Mean Girls, absolute iconic film, then turned into an absolutely iconic musical. If you are not with your finger on the pulse, though, and you did not know that it was then going to be turned into a film again, the musical was going to be turned into a film, um, you probably saw it when you went to go see, you saw like a teaser trailer for it when you went to go see the Taylor Swift concert film. Um, If not, the full official first trailer dropped today online. And I'm just going to say dumb move on the marketing team to not make it look remotely like a musical because all of the comments were just like, this is the same movie. We're rebooting this already. This is the same movie. And I'm like, it's not. It's the musical. It's it's the same because the Broadway musical took from the movie and now we're putting it back into film and it's very confusing. So that was very weird. I, they, why they didn't just call it Mean Girls the Musical. It's literally like, what's the tagline? Like a new twist, like a, a new twist from Tina Fey or something. And I'm like, no one understands that this is a musical. So they might want to fix that. Um because no one knows people are confused and everyone thinks that they're just regurgitating the same story that they told us nearly 20 years ago, which that does make me feel old thinking that that movie came out nearly 20 years ago. But alas, those are my thoughts. Oh my God. Yeah. I just went into a really dark place in my memories. And that dark place is when I was in high school mm. and I was working on the theater crew. Mm-hmm. Um, the Legally Blonde musical had just come out. Yes. And the theater girls sang the same Legally Blonde songs every single day. Oh, God. I can only imagine. Can only imagine. I mean, incredibly talented. I mean, but. Yes. Great musical. But I was. Boy, if I had to hear that one song one more time. If I have to hear the same girl sing the same song one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. We did a a decent amount of Legally Blonde in Broadway Burn. And some of the songs, in case anyone's like, what the F is Broadway Burn? When you live in Orlando, there's cool, awesome dance classes you can take because it's like everyone's like entertainment people, you know? Anyways, we did – it's like Zumba but to show tunes is the best way. Like that's like how the instructor um, talked about it and it was – phenomenal class miss it terribly but anywho we did a decent amount of legally blonde songs and there are a few of them that i like and there are a few of them that i do not like (laughs) and we did them a decent amount and i was i was like oh this one again not one of my faves um but yeah and also for some odd reason anytime if i didn't know a song because like a lot of musicals i know pretty well uh, certain things you know I'm, i'm not familiar with um and for some odd reason, around the time this class started was when the prom had had, like, its big moment at the the Tonys, and I knew nothing about it except for the fact that, like, I knew the storyline that it was, like, these, you know, queer people were trying to put on their own prom because their high school was being, like, super homophobic, yada, yada, yada. 
And I heard that it was like a real, you know, heartwarming, feel good story. But I only saw one number of it on the Tonys. And it bothered me because all of them were wearing sneakers at the prom. And I was like, I don't think all all of them would be wearing sneakers. Like some people would probably wear heels. I get the like in other musicals, people dance in heels. But anyways, I digress. And so for some reason, every time in Broadway Burn, if a new song that came on that I wasn't sure, I was like, I don't know, it's probably from the prom. <laughs> from the prom one time it finally was from the prom and I was like I like this song and she's like for anyone who doesn't know that's from the prom and I'm like oh my god maybe I would like it but anyway I mean I'm sure I would I think it's it's a very cute musical from my understanding um and then it just became this running joke I was like I don't know it's probably from the prom I don't I don't know what this song is from uh but yeah so that was always fun to be like oh what is this from the six i think i would really like from like the one song i heard yeah. in broadway burn and again like kind of understanding the story and how it's told it sounds really good um but there are certain things that i will listen to the soundtrack before i ever see the show like i'm okay with and then there are other things that i'm like no the first time i hear the songs i want to see it performed and i feel like that's one of them so i haven't like sought out the soundtracks i'm like oh i'd like to actually see the show the first time i hear it um, obviously a couple songs I have heard now, but I was like, dang, I was kind of, I want to listen to the soundtrack. Oh, this sounds really good. <laughs> but <laughs> do you remember the musical film that came out when we were in high school? It was hmm. black and white. It had Fergie in it. The musical film. For, I remember the artist, but I don't remember Fergie being in that. Also, that was probably more, was that was the- maybe after high school yeah. time. Fergie movie. Black and white. Oh, wait. It was Nine. a musical? It was called Nine. Nine. Yeah. Nine. It was really good. I don't know. But, oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm not looking this up. Yeah, this would have been high school. Huh. I do not know this. You have to see it. I am intrigued. I'm I haven't seen it since then, but I remember it being really good, and I remember the music being really good. Really good. I'm gonna. I'm adding that yeah. to my list. Golden Bachelor is number one, everyone. But then, <laughs> then I can enjoy these other things on my list. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, yeah, first and foremost, Golden Bachelor. Um, yeah, I think that wraps up chaos. I think we've delved deep. Yeah. We we talked Gaylor. We talked Vault Tracks. 1989 has been phenomenal now for close Mm to um, math is hard 10 years 10 years ago that album came out about i don't know um yeah that's also crazy that that's wild um yeah it's been great uh all that time and i'm happy that it's you know taylor's again and i'm gonna keep listening to it i'm probably gonna listen to it on my way to y'all fest this weekend so I'm excited. I'm excited to wear our cute shirts. Oh, all right. Well, anyways, I have friendship bracelets to make everyone. So I guess we'll wrap it up. But uh, take care of yourselves and we'll chat with you all real soon. Happy vagina Christmas. <laughs>